All right, welcome to the Yanagita Podcast Show. We got episode 55 mm-hmm, mm-hmm. with Vince Quick Silva. Hello, hello. Oh, dang. This Thanks is a, for having me again. Dude, this is incredible. You're the only person to have come on three twice times. and three times. Yeah. 3P. 3P. Justin set out the bat signal. <clears throat> I answered bat the signal. call. There you go. Dude, every time, man, you just today, bro, I don't know what it is, but you look more handsome. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I do have a haircut, and I just shaved, so. Hey, there you go. There's something special when you cut your hair as a guy. Yeah, yeah. You guys know that feeling. When's the last time you had a different haircut? I feel like you've had different the same haircut, haircut for quite some time. Yeah, i probably say the same haircut. I've been going to the same person uh. since I was 14, bro. Dang, that's that's a, yeah. that's a wild. It's yeah. 14 years. Yeah, oh, over half my life, same haircut. How well do they know you? Uh, I think she knows really well. Dang, that's great. Because all throughout high school, shout out to Anna Salon. She's right next to Maui Ohana Karaoke. I feel like we had this conversation before. Yeah, she, she's really good. I like the fades that she does. It just yeah. keeps it simple, 20 minutes in and out. Um, man, Vance, this is good, man. Like, yep, you know, like just, we we're just outside before we started recording. Like, I was like, this guy is a gentle freaking guy that's an assassin underneath that niceness, bro. I'm like, dang. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> so what's been happening, man, the last couple months, Vince? Nothing much. Pretty much the same as last time. Just training. I got a handful of new clients, some of the same old clients, just making mm-hmm. progress. Yeah. Boxing, um, for those listening for the first time, what are, you, what are you training? I train boxing and kickboxing over at my place in Waihu. Hence the name. Little gym over there. I can't wait to you know, name it Quicksilver Kickboxing. Yep. Yeah, Quicksilver. Working on it. Dang. The LLC. Yeah, there you go. Got one of my best students right here. My <laughs> on, the, uh, on the poster. There you go. Man. You know, it's just incredible because y- y- one thing about you is you're so patient, bro. Mm. Um, and I really admire that as a coach because it- it- it's really rare that people work with people who are fundamentally beginners or don't know anything um whether it's like basic movement footwork yeah, or yeah. even just one-on-one stuff and you're so patient you don't get frustrated you know mm-hmm. because that's a normal i would say that's a normal how we came up right it's like yeah, hey yeah, why yeah. can't you do that by now you know like that um same with fitness i think too is like hey how come how come we can't just lift that bar like mm-hmm. no and that's one thing I told you last week that I really admire is you're very patient. I and, try. Uh, you're, you're, you know when to build the confidence up and it went to like, okay, I can tear I can, it down. Yeah, I can like. What can, was that? Yeah, yeah. What was that? Like well, one more time. Again, again, again. You know? Yeah, like, yeah. Or you can see the discouragement. Okay, let's try something else. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, let me explain it better. I'm like, dang, man. And then it helps. It really helps. I like to see progress and like all the, all my clients, they all have like di- different, um, uh, like they need help in different areas. Mm-hmm. So yeah, just do my best to kind of stay patient. I know I wouldn't want somebody yelling in my face yeah, or like making me feel inadequate. Um, so I try not to do that with my clients, even though some people actually like that push. Mm. Uh, push. Uh, I'll do it to some people. Like one kid was telling me like, just like push me, yell at me. So I'm over here like... <clears throat> And my man was like, come on, <laughs> well, let's go. What was that? But um, I love that. Yeah, I can get aggressive too, especially when we start sparring. Yeah, it's oh, yeah. a little fun. Oh, my gosh. It's crazy, man. Like, it's only been, what, three, f- how many months has it been? It, uh, like I shut off. Training? Oh, 
Yeah, we just pause real quick. Dun dun dun. From where we were? So, you know what I wanted to ask Vince because this was pretty recent. The Connor and the Dustin. Fight. Yeah, yeah, I was gonna the bring third it up fight. Too. Like, what happened there? What do you think? I know you watched it. Well, I, I, th I personally thought that it was a teep kick right before he like threw that left straight um, that hit Dustin's elbow. Mm. And then there was like another still shot of um, Connor throwing that leg at it for um, a leg kick that was hitting kind of like Dustin's knee. And then there was, but then later on, it came out that well, Connor said it himself, but I don't know if it's fabricated or if he just had an excuse ready to go. His, um, he had like stress fractures from like sparring with no shin guards on for so long. But I think it's kind of more be from like inactivity. He hasn't won a fight in like five years. Mm. His last win was against Eddie Alvarez in like 2016. That's his last win. Yeah, that's his last freaking win. Oh. And, um, yeah, after that, he lost, he lost to Floyd. He lost to Khabib. He, oh, he, I lied. He beat Donald Cerrone. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but that was kind of like Donald's on his way out anyway. And then he lost to um, Dustin twice. That's right. That was this year, huh? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, January and just this July. Wow. Six months later. Um, but, yeah, he had a bunch of stress fractures, and then I guess it just kind of cracked. I watched him go on like a rant talking about how, People pull out and he doesn't pull out of fights, which I guess is kind of commendable, but win some fights, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like, huh. Or like fight. I see. Oh, um, I think maybe like Rafael dos Anjos would be a good one. Mm -hmm. Or I don't know. The, the lightweight division is pretty stacked right now, but yeah, he's got to fight somebody. I guess he did it with Cowboy at Welterweight, but yeah. Oh, he was at Welterweight. Yeah, he was the lightweight champ, but he's three and one. Or one and three hmm. at lightweight. He lost to Dustin twice. He lost to Khabib. And he beat um, Eddie. Hmm. So you're the... How crazy is that? He's a lightweight... He was the lightweight champion in 2016. But he's only won one out of three... One out of four. That's crazy. Fights. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He was a lightweight champ. Won one out of three fights. Yep. I think he's on... Like, all MMA careers kind of finished similarly. Hmm. You know, the BJ Penn kind of prolonged it. Mm. I don't know if he's still thinking about fighting, but um, yeah, it's not really like a happy ending story for the most part. Yeah, could be for Connor though, because he's got his like whiskey. I think he just bought like a Lamborghini yacht. Dude, that guy is like he's yeah, balling. He's yeah. good to go financially. Quit. Yeah, uh, I think we talked about it last time too, but like GSP, like he oh, quit yeah. and he's done. So, but he still trains because he's a martial artist. Yeah, him and Khabib are the only yeah. guys that I can think that went out on top. Yep. Right, because. Khabib too undefeated. Uh, Dude, Khabib's actually undefeated as a coach right now. Really? Yeah, he's four and zero in people's corners. He like to me, it almost seems like he took up his dad's role. Yeah, that's exactly what I was just you about know, to his say. His dad's too. coaching role, and yep. um, he's even getting a little chunky too. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he's looking thick. <laughs> so that's incredible. I mean, just thinking about that, not out of. Hundreds of fighters. You can only maybe name like a couple people. Yeah. Went out on top. Yeah. Yeah, a handful maybe. I can't even off the top of my head. But I can't what, what do you think happened? So like, 
people, let's just say they rise up to, I mean, it's hard enough to become champion. Yeah. And then you, you hear it all the time when champions, actually in any sport, right? This could spread out, not only MMA, but when they say when they're the gold medalist or the first place that the target's on their back and they have to evolve. Yep, yep. What do you think goes through their mind? I mean, I think it's just like the high of uh, like being a winner, you know? Like after you win a fight, you're just like, I'm the man. This is the greatest. Like you can't beat that feeling. Uh-huh. So you always kind of search for it. But even past your peak on the decline, you could get away with winning a few fights. You know, like I still got it. But like the top tier guys are just going to grind through you because there's always like a next generation coming through. Mm. I used to count the generations of like, you know, the UFC one and then like the like Chuck Liddell Tito era. Then there was mm. like BJ after that. Then um, like Anderson's era. And then now we're all the way into like, there's the whole new era, Adesanya. Yeah. Um, it, it was like Conor McGregor was the era. And then mm. it's like the next one. And the next. There's so many now. You can't even. Yeah. It's all like one mosh posh of um, skill and technique. And it's always getting better and better. Like even <gasps> since Conor's last fight with the, um, at, with Eddie. Uh. Like in that 2016, 17 era, era there was no, um, there wasn't really any calf kicks. No calf kicks. And then in the last and heel year. Hooks. Yeah, and heel hooks also. Yeah, those things. Yeah. In the last year, there was um, just a load of calf kicks. Oh. Year, two years. Yeah, I think Gaethje kind of brought it on. And then uh, I think Benson Henderson was the first guy to kind of kick calves. Mm. Benson Henderson would, like, kick calves and punch thighs. Like, but wow. <laughs> the thigh punches didn't catch on, but the calf kicks oh. translated. Because in Thai, they, all, they go for thighs, huh? Right. And it's that's not. sore. But, like, when you hit that calf. I um I was sparring with one of my clients the other day and he did like a it was like an unintentional good check he kind of like flinched and I was like throwing like a soft leg kick and he hit right in like my calf muscle and my calf was like (laughs) 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 hurts so bad even through the shin guard wow but um I could imagine what it's like just repeatedly getting smacked in your calf yeah no shin guards which is what I think Connor was sparring with uh, he was saying he was sparring with no shin guards Mm. to make up for the inactivity but if you look at a guy like dominic cruz and his fight with uh cody garbant oh yeah see that one where dominic got like pieced up mm-hmm. so the reason dominic had both his um feet taped in that fight was because he came off of like a long layoff then like pushed for three months hard and um i think he had he always has like a list of injuries but he tore like or he had like plantar fasciitis in both feet just from like uh. using his feet so often that he came in compromised and then cody just pieced him up yeah. So, like, uh, especially when you're training, pushing too hard, which is almost what Connor did with stress fractures in his shin, messed him up pretty good. And then in the fight, he broke his shin. That's crazy. Insane. Off of a punch. I think that's the craziest part is he was rotating for the left straight and it snapped. That's crazy. Yeah. Just yeah. from instability or, like, um, it's compromised. Oh. You know, and th- that's the thing, too. Like, when you hear fighters who train super hard for the camp mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and then they'll take a just big like they Break. don't train yeah uh, versus like the people who are champs for a long time or like khabib gsp and khabib are very famous for saying like there's no off season mm-hmm. you take one week off and then you just jump back in even now gsp still training that's crazy he's got a set hair on him now yeah <laughs> yeah he looks a little lighter he's still training like constantly crazy but I don't Great. think he's gonna fight again. I don't. I don't know if he's over forty now. Yeah, I think so. 40. And I don't even. I don't know if Khabib's training, but 
He is looking. <laughs> yeah, he's probably just eating. He's probably still training, just eating. Yeah, 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 yeah. I've seen a couple of videos of him in DC, like coaching the AKA guys. Oh yeah. And they're just like, "Is that all you got? You guys want to be champions? Hold that plank!" And there's just a room full of guys just like wow. dying, and they're yelling at him. <laughs> it's not like you can argue with a double champ and like an undefeated like long term champ. Yeah. You got two of like the best guys in the world telling you exactly. <laughs> to push. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. I can't even imagine, you know, and that's why the question, man, the last podcast, like, when is Vince going to oh, no. <laughs> come time. out, man? Like, cause you're young, you're 27, bro. Yeah. That is kind of old in fight years, but I don't, but you see all the current champs though, 37, 38, you know, they're a lot of them are older. They're like mid thirties, mid thirties. Yeah. I think around thirties your peak, but, um, whether you're a heavier or a lighter fighter, kind of comes on sooner or later yeah because i know what's his name the light heavyweight champ now what's his name uh john yeah yeah that guy is 38 i think he was um and he beat uh what's his name israel yeah he beat his at 38 bro but i think he was um he's one of those like comeback stories you know how like poirier lost yeah and then came back yawn lost i think he was two and two in the ufc and they were going to cut him Mm -hmm. and then he went on a tear mm-hmm. i think he beat like luke rockhold chris weidman yeah Thiago santos oh, that's right and uh maybe cannoneer but mm-hmm. yeah anyways he became the light heavyweight freaking champion yeah reminds me of um what's his name fabricio for verdum oh yeah coming oh. on late when he that guy was like on a losing streak oh he beat yeah stipe and, and then uh, he when he guillotine choked uh i mean leading up to that the cane yeah yeah or St- he beat stipe and um mark hunt that's right yeah. Set the record for strikes landed. Yeah. Because he, he was 36 or 37. Yeah. And something like uh, he switched training camps to Rafael King, Cord- King's MMA. Yeah. yeah. Rafael Corderos. That's like the old shoot box guys, yeah, right? Yeah. Like Vandalay, Anderson, Shogun. Yeah. Oh. Old school. Some cra- <laughs> you see, I, I think he's training Mike Tyson now, too. Oh, that's right. Cordero, yeah. You How saw crazy that, is that? Yeah. Yeah. I remember seeing that. Dang. But yeah, it's it's incredible because you see people switching training environments. Yeah. And they just, sometimes it's good, sometimes it's bad. There's like two schools of thought, which was one, you should have a camp like design around one person. Or two, you should have like a bunch of killers in a camp and then everybody kind of like comes up together. Oh. Like uh, speaking of Stipe, he's out there in Cleveland. He's just grinding with the same people that he's been grinding with this whole time. But nobody's like... Oh, he fights out of the same fight, like another fighter. Fights out of the same fight as Stipe Miocic, you know? Or, um, uh, who else? I'm drawing a blank here, but I know there's more. And then wow. there's the other school of thought, which is like, uh, like, what the hell? Amer- like, AKA or American Top Team. Oh, yes. You know, there's like a bunch of people, like, all, or Team Alpha Male. Yes. A bunch of killers in one room, and they all kind of like help each other get better. Ah. But like Connor, Connor has like he almost has a singled out camp. Mm-hmm. SBG. That's right. What What are your thoughts on that? Like in the two schools of thought. I don't know. I think it depends on the fighter because like, um, I think TJ Dillashaw. Mm-hmm. He almost. I mean, he trains with a bunch of people now. But when he was with Team Alpha Male, he did very well. But then when he just like, pieced out with Dwayne Ludwig, and it was just them training together at uh, Team Elevation, I think. He did. He was the champ and killed it. Speaking of TJ Dillashaw, he fights next week, and I'm pretty excited for that fight. Dang. Yeah. He, 
TJ just he's coming off a two year suspension. Hmm. Um, he popped for EPO. Oh, against that's Henry right. Cejudo, yeah. Yeah, he I fought at one twenty-five. Yeah, but I, I know. Um, what were you say? No, I was gonna say it's great because the UFC before they were saying it was so easy to like cheat drug tests, yeah. and which is now it's a lot more stringent. Yeah. So and it's almost like, I mean, cleaner fighters are better, but it's it almost kind of like made more decisions. There's like there's less jack guys out there fighting. Yeah. You know, <laughs> like the old pride yeah, days, yeah, yeah. the fr- like, original uh, UFC days. Kevin Randleman, that's the guy I couldn't think of last oh, time I was here. Oh Lord, yeah. Kevin Randleman, Mark Coleman, Dan Severn. Alistar Overeem used to be massive. Oh yeah, dude. Uvarim. Pre-Usada. Oh my God. Oh. Eating horse meat. Yeah, horse meat. <laughs> horse, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. oh, dude, he was. That guy would have to cut. He could have like placed in Mr. Olympia. Yeah, he could have. When he fought Brock Lesnar, crazy. With those knees. How jacked. I think that was one, probably the heaviest heavyweight fight of all time. Two guys cut down to 265. 500 yeah. plus pounds in the freaking ring at once. That's crazy. Tighten the bolts, you know? I know. Big giant gloves. <laughs> yeah. XXL. Yeah. Crazy. Dang. But yeah, you don't see that anymore. Yeah, not, not yeah. really. Like Even though all the heavyweights, like, except for Nganu, which is like, he's a freak. But yeah. a lot of the heavyweights, if they're like around teetering like 265 they're usually a little chunkier mm-hmm. and then other than that they're like 240 right cardio machines yeah and it's crazy because those guys at 240 could fight at light heavyweight dude there needs to be like um i mean i don't know i know boxing has di- i should probably know more boxing uh like weight classes but they have they just have so many it's hard to freaking remember but um their pounds they're like four to six pounds mm. in increments yeah. And the UFC is like, it goes 25, 35, 45, 55, 70, 85, right. 205. The jump from 85 to 205 is 20 pounds. And then from yeah. 206 to 265, that's, that's like massive. It's like 50 pounds. Yeah. I want to put the lightest heavyweight probably came in. I think Stipe came in at like 230 something against yeah. Ngannou. Yeah. I remember um, Randy Couture was a tiny heavyweight. Mm. He was like 220. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was. Yeah, he was like two. When yeah. he fought um, Brock Lesnar. Brock Lesnar, yeah. And he was a 205 champ also. That's right. He was the first guy. I remember the introduction used to be so long. Yeah, yeah. He was the first person. Yeah, Bruce the, Buffer. The former, two, the former two-time heavyweight champion and the That's former right. UFC 205 and the probably uh, tournament winner of UFC like 10. Yeah. <laughs> And speaking of that, we had um, Ensign, Ensign yep. Inoue, the episode of 54. Go check that out. Randy's first loss. Randy Couture's first loss when like he was UFC fight. heavyweight champion. Oh, yeah, but it was in pride. So he, like, Ensign wasn't the... Yeah, he didn't get the belt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, yeah, because it was in Japan. That would be crazy if Ensign was a yeah. UFC heavyweight champ. But that's massive bragging rights, man. Yeah. The first guy to 100%. tap out the first UFC heavyweight champ. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, and he fought in UFC 13. Yeah. When all those savages were like, just, just like what he called it. He said there was three generations. The nineties, uh, was just to fight. Yeah. There was no trash talk. It was just not shots and fighting. Yeah. Just, just fight. Um, and it's usually one style. And he said early two thousands became two styles. Yeah. Boxing wrestlers. Yeah. Boxing. Like the Chuck Liddell, like what you're saying. Yeah. Muay Thai jits. And then, the third generation is just everything. Yeah. It's very sport and entertainment. And I was like, oh, that's cool. You know, yeah. like what he, what his thoughts are. And 
I was just like, I could talk to this guy forever, man. He's just 30 years ago was his first fight. Insanity. <laughs> That's great. We That's weren't so even crazy. born. Yeah. No, 1990. What he said? I thought it was 89. Holy shit. Something smack. like that. Yeah. And his so we last fight was born. like 10 years ago. Yeah. He said I was uh, 40-something years old. Holy smack. Yeah. But yeah, he fought some crazy guys. He, I mean, he was a heavyweight, too. Yeah. And he would fight some huge heavyweights. Oh, especially in Pride. <laughs> crazy. Especially when you didn't know what the heck was going to go, like what was happening. Like, you don't know. It, the sport's still, like, evolving, so you don't even know yeah. what to expect. Yeah. Like, it's not you have a pretty good idea of. Um, you see it so often, it's almost like. Even um, somebody that doesn't watch fighting could be like, oh, yeah, I kind of know Conor McGregor or, like, Ronda Rousey. Right. But then it was, like, these savages, you know, like, gladiators, gladiator style. Like, Mm -hmm. go out and just fight to the death almost. And he was mentioning something like the referee stoppages were a lot later. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Versus now, as soon as you drop, you get stopped. Especially if you're Herb Dean. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> did you see that O'Malley fight? Yeah, no, I didn't see that one, but I know he stops fights oh, pretty man. quick. Like, I mean, it's a hard job, but I don't know. I feel like he should have a little better reaction time if he's been there. Did you ever see like um, refs in Thailand? There's like mm. a compilation of like American referees and oh, yeah? Thai refs. Yeah. What are they like in Thailand? Like, it could just be a couple of like lucky videos, but somebody will get knocked out in Thailand, and the guy's like falling, and the refs like catching him on the way down. You know, like. Say, and there's another one where, like, I think this guy kicks this dude and he's about, he goes down and he's about to, like, soccer kick him, mm. which is illegal. And the ref, like, comes in and, like, checks the kick and then helps the guy. It's wow. like, these refs are, they're going for it. Wow. And they're skilled enough to check the yeah. <laughs> When that ref checked the kick, I was oh. like, oh my gosh, this guy. These guys are like on. former fighters. Yeah. All of them, probably. He's itching to get in there. Yeah. Just, uh. Oh um, man! So I know a good reaction. Pretty common is like the takedown. So like a knocked out guy will like go for the takedown. Yeah. Or like go for a heel hook. Mm-hmm. And I was like, dang, what if they mess up the ref? You know, mm-hmm. or rip his knee off. Hmm. You know that's crazy because you know just the different styles, right? Like there's, it's almost like a video game, like what you said, that video game and like, fighter. Yeah, like different skills and attributes. Dude, like now I play UFC today and i'm like it's pretty much just the same guy uh, 30 times right but like different heights every time i play the game i'm like okay do you play ufc at all uh, i haven't done not the See, recent i don't play ones. ufc that often yeah. either but when i have friends over after the fights oh. i used to fight like yeah. <laughs> yeah. we go in the backyard and just throw gloves on it like, like dang wake up with like a short jaw I'm like my shin hurts yeah um I play, sometimes we'll play UFC, but it's all the same guy, just with the same variations of like special moves. I'm like, can this guy flying knee? Can this guy spinning back fist? Can this guy spinning back kick? Mm-hmm. Does he do a flying tee? Yeah. You know, like yeah. the special moves are all pretty similar. You only have oh. so many moves that you can do, but um, yeah, it's almost like the same guy over and over and over again. Wow. Versus like the, before it was like, this guy is you yeah. know, specifically. Individual, like in Tekken, oh. like there's a Taekwondo guy or like right. one guy shoots blasters out of his hands or whatever. And that's how it originally was. Just yeah. one style versus the other. Dang. That's crazy. Yep. You know, that's what um I was thinking too in Japan because most of their fights are in rings. Mm-hmm. You, you didn't really see much wrestlers yeah. dominate. Like in the UFC... A lot of them are wrestlers, I feel like. Off the cage, yeah, the fence, yeah. fence grappling. 
Yeah, fence grappling. But dang, I fought a guy in Las Vegas, one of my losses, but uh -huh. the ring almost like helped because I tried, the way I was training, I was like posting up against like a cage or a fence uh -huh. and then like using the cage to stay up. It's weird too, there's like, or you were using it to stay up. Yeah, I was using it to stay up, okay. which is like you can use it to take down and you can use it to like wall walk and crawl up. Right. Some guys you'll see like in the middle of the ring, they'll walk guys to the fence to like use it to like ground and pound. And then sometimes you'll see the guy on the bottom try to walk to the fence to like use it to get up. So oh. it's like, which one, which one's better? Like huh. crowd him up against the cage or you leave him in the open. So what was that like in the ring? Well, the thing is I fought a wrestler guy a weight class above me and he was like he could reach through the ring oh to complete the takedown yeah so like when i sprawled out i was like rocking back and forth oh because there's no the last solid there's like yeah. that bounce you know like how wwe guys like run back off of it yeah. so i like i'm bouncing through this ring and i'm like i did not prepare for this and then he's just reaching through the open ring ah, yeah. grabbing connecting his hands and just lifting me up but I didn't have any more room to sprawl either. It was like right. empty floor. Whoa. So he just kept taking me down, taking me down, taking me down. That was one of the fights I lost where I was like, I didn't do it. I didn't do anything. That I didn't even so get beat up. I just got taken down a bunch. It's wow. My fault, though. Probably should have been able to get up. But wow. every time I did get up, he would just shoot. My back would hit the... Because it was almost like a habit for me to like let my back hit and then like work for underhooks. Mm -hmm. But dude, he would just hit me against the um, ropes and then reach through and take it down. I was like, I didn't prepare. I thought it was going to be a cage. Mm. It didn't give me like a pamphlet like, oh, we're going to use this size ring with like walls. I'm looking at the fights and I'm like, is this thing in a ring or is it in a cage? Or what the <laughs> hell is going on here? And it was like, uh, it was like a, a hexagon ring too. It wasn't even a really? square ring. Huh. I was like, just get the cage, you know? Wow. But uh, yeah, I don't know if it was maybe easier to put up or what, but yeah. A like hexagon ropes. ring. Yeah. So it was like almost like the octagon, you know, mm. so there's no corners, but it was just ropes all around. Wow. It's, it, I, I did not expect that. So that's crazy. So if you get taken down, you, you, you were more so by the ropes or were you more like centered or? Like I was happened? getting taken down off the ropes. So off like my back's ropes. on the ropes oh. and he was just reaching through the ropes. And you would just fall right there. Boom. Yeah, uh, well, he would like either sit me back and pull my legs out or like turn the corner and then like finish complete the takedown wow but and your head wouldn't like stick out of the ring or anything or my i remember my butt was kind of sticking out of the ring oh dang and one time like my arm kind of got tied up oh in the ring and i was like what is this? <laughs> what are these ropes the, is wow not, i wasn't ready for that so that was your first fight or only fight that was my first loss that was like my fifth fight yeah Wow. Yeah. That was the one time in the ring. Everything else was cage. Yeah. Wow. Everything else was cage. That's so interesting. Yeah. Ring cage. Yeah. Wow. I know in Japan, uh, the promoter or the guy who runs the Ryzen, mm -hmm. former CEO of Pride. Yep. He, one of the reasons why he said he does ring is it's easier to see. Oh, yeah. That doesn't make sense. You know, because... Uh, it definitely is. I mean, because versus if there's a kid, there's yeah, every time I'm at a live event, especially with yeah. there's, if there's a camera crew and yeah. or they post the lights up, yeah, dude, it's so hard to see. Like floor seats suck. Never get floor seats. Yeah, like you always want to be on like the bleachers or like a little elevated because mm. if you're just like eye level with the guys, you have to like 
like look above to kind of see and it's you have bad vision yeah so that's what they were saying um and then also to host different martial arts too they, yeah, yeah yeah like i know they do like boxing kickboxing i think bellator had um because bellator was trying to do the same thing that one or ryzen's trying to do hmm. where they have like muay thai boxing like jujitsu matches and mma mm -hmm. but i think bellator was doing like they had a literally a ring and a cage right next to each other oh yeah yeah and that's people different. around the ring and the cage wow so there'd be like a kickboxing fight in the ring and then the next fight would be like in the cage wow mma Dude, is speaking a, of Japan, is you see the huh? Is that a foreshadow? No, nope. but speaking of Japan, <laughs> you see anything on the Olympics? Not recently. I haven't watched the news. I watched um, this guy's story, Nigel Houston. I guess they're skateboarding in the Olympics now. Okay, wow. Dude, Tokyo is balling on a budget right now. Like the beds in the um, the village. I never really looked into the village before, like the Olympic village where all the athletes stay. The beds are like made out of cardboard. Nuts. And it's like little mattresses. It looks like a like cruddy dorm room, like like the size of this room. Whoa. Wait, no, this isn't a cruddy dorm room, but it's like <laughs> the size of this room. But like Nigel is a multimillionaire, right? And he's staying in this little room with like two little twin beds. Wow. Like, I'm guessing he has a roommate. He's doing kick flips in like the corner. Oh my! I'm like, what the? It's, it would be crazy. Like, I I think the last Olympics, the um, NBA guys mm -hmm. they they um rented like a yacht or they bought like a huge boat so they were just on this massive cruise ship mm. for like whatever week they're there because mm -hmm. they didn't want to stay in the village wow and then i'm looking at nija who i'm always watching this guy like launch their cases and like ride in his like mansions right with his like cars and like all his dope stuff oh. and he's staying in this little room wow and he's He's like, yeah, these are the beds, I guess. Top of the line. Look at this. He lifts it up, and it's like cardboard. Cardboard. And it supposedly it can support 450 pounds, and it's real comfortable. And then, huh. uh, like, the label on the box says, better sleep, better for performance. Wow. It's like, dude, it's for Olympians. For Olympians. That's crazy. Yeah. And uh, not even Olympians. Like, because you know how there's, uh, like, some people make zero money, you know, doing their sport? Yeah. Just off of sponsorships, they can do like their individual sport. And then some people like Nija or like Michael Phelps or like Sean White or these other like guys that have a lot of money mm -hmm. staying in this little village too. It, it's crazy. <laughs> it looks unfinished too. Like I want to show you this freaking um, like the skate park. I watch, um, I don't know. I like watching, I don't know how to skate at all, mm -hmm. but I like watching the street league, street league, Rob Deerdex. Like he has like a street league series. Mm. But their courses are, like, so crazy. They do, like, I don't even know what to do. I can't even look, keep track of the board. Mm -hmm. Like, flips and, like, rotations and grinds. And I don't even know. It's like Tony Hawk's Pro Skater, like, a 1,000. It's, it's insane. Wow. The kind of tricks. It, it's kind of like MMA. Like, it kept evolving. Yeah. You can only do the same trick for so long before you got to do something crazy. Right. All the different flips. But this Tokyo Olympic skateboard, <laughs> like, <laughs> arena it's still plywood oh they didn't even finish the top there's not even oh. like it's just plywood wow it's crazy what a time what an olympics you mind if i bust out my phone you gotta see yeah it. yeah yeah bust it out bust it out oh wow what a year 2021 tokyo olympics 
this is uh yeah it's pretty crazy and i know there's like a public backlash to stop the olympics let me see this what is this oh wow try go for a little oh, yeah. you see the plywood ramps oh wow plywood ramps Wow. And these are all like multi-million dollar skaters. Yeah. Hey, friend. I guess, uh, I guess that's the big section. Wow. It really is plywood. And even the back, it looks like like an abandoned amusement park or something. Yeah, you know, it like, looks like a abandoned uh, industrial area. Wow. And all the Olympians just stay here yeah <laughs> I, I don't know how it's gonna be wow. I, was, I was watching a thing on um wow i guess they use um recycled wood from like all over japan yeah and dang like they're gonna take the wood apart and then use it for other stuff later mm. so the way they put it together isn't permanent because they're gonna deconstruct it and right. use it again <sighs> which i kind of understand but the i don't know it just looks unfinished for like the olympics you know right and that's so unusual of japan mm. yeah because they usually show out they do really good and were they vying for the olympics for a while like they were pre-covid they were, they were trying were really, to get it yeah yeah tokyo yeah and then i guess i don't know what if covid like messed up um their finances or what gotta yeah gotta, because they switched uh leaders uh prime minister oh gotcha gotcha yeah they changed prime minister and I know that is a big thing too. Hmm. And then there was a huge public backlash to not have the Olympics, not have the Olympics, cancel the Olympics. Because in China, it like messed them up, yeah. Because yeah. they did build such like a huge facility that was like nice, and then yeah. it just like it wasn't used for anything after that. Yeah. And there was like stray dogs everywhere, and it was like uh, Will Smith and uh, that was that. What's the zombie movie? Oh. Uh, <laughs> No, no, no. Oh, uh, which one? Which one? Which one? I'm Legend. Oh yeah, it was just him and a dog. Yeah. Yeah. I am Legend. Yeah. yeah, that was there. Yeah. No, no, no. I'm oh. just saying that like the Olympic facility was a ghost town after oh. the Olympics because like nobody's nothing gonna rent there. that. They weren't using it for anything. Yeah, it was just a huge there. there for nothing. Wow. You know, you got to figure like Tokyo must have thought something like I mean, it must have been last minute. Yeah. Because there was talks to. I mean, it was already pushed back one year. And they're probably getting a lot of people. Fifty, it's probably fifty-fifty, maybe less. Oh, it's supposed anymore. to be twenty-twenty. Yeah. Yeah, last year. Yeah. So last year was for sure closed, but mm. dude, and that actually messes Dang. up all the other Olympics too. Like, yeah, for twenty twenty. Oh, are they gonna do it in twenty four or twenty five? Does that mean that they would skip? You know, it's every good four question. years. Yeah, it's every. Would four they do years. it the, three years from now? Because it was like. I wonder. Yeah, I wonder. Hmm. If it'd be 2024 or yeah, that'd be weird. I think a lot of people don't realize, just like MMA, you don't make, I had somebody asking me questions like, so how much money would you make for a pro fight? And I'm like, how much followers do you have? <laughs> you know, how, much, <laughs> how much hype do you have? Mm. Well, say you have like a decent amount. I'm like, I mean, you might get your hotel room paid for and the flight. Mm. And then after you pay your coaches, if you pay them, maybe nothing. Yeah. You know, if it's exactly. your first pro fight. Yeah. And then, like, 
even the UFC, the way the pay structure was with, I think Venom is a little more, but because um, that's the new sponsor of the UFC. But Reebok was like, some people are making like two grand. Wow. If it was like your first fight in the UFC and you're not, you don't have like a huge sponsor backing you that was like approved by the UFC, which is pretty much only Monster at this point. Wow. Um, yeah, you just don't make a lot of money until you're like, either have a lot of fights, become a champion, or you just have like a lot of hype. Wow. But like the Olympians over, like, oh, dang, I'm saying like a lot again. Um, the Olympic, uh, like gold medalists, they don't make a lot of money either. Mm-hmm. You know, um, there was this girl, you know, Kyla Harrison? Sounds familiar. So she just, she's a, I think two time gold medalist for mm. the Olympics. And she didn't make a lot of money, so she started fighting MMA. And she's mm. doing pretty good now. Oh, that's the boxer. Uh, Training at Jackson's? No, no, that's uh, Clarissa Shu. Oh, okay, different. But yeah. she, I think, is a gold. I don't know how many. She just whips everyone's. Yeah, beast. But, uh, dude, her fight was not good. No. I'm pretty sure, like, they're trying to set up Kayla Har- Kyla Harrison versus um, Clarissa Shields. Yeah. Kyla would just rag. Pretty much, Clarissa's last opponent got tired from beating Clarissa up. Wow. And then Clarissa, like, ended up on top, like, finishing her because the other Crazy. girl was tired. Oh. And her record was, like, like 10 and 5 or something, you know, like, wow. not good. And yeah. Clarissa's supposed to be, like, this, like, the new like undefeated fighter coming yeah. in i think she's one and oh in mma now but wow even kyla harrison's first couple of fights she even till now she just dominates like the same ronda rousey like take down armbar yeah. take down armbar take down armbar because uh, she was a grappler or uh, kyla yeah was yeah. uh judo oh judoka and then uh clarissa is a boxer but dude clarissa's has negative wrestling defense see you know this is so crazy because I was talking about this with uh, some friends, and they were like, what's a easier base to start MMA? Is it striking or is it grappling? It would be just wrestling. Wrestling. Yeah. Yeah. On, you're on your feet and on the ground. Like, wrestling is probably... I, I feel like it's just deja vu. Really kind of the yeah. same stuff, but uh, wrestling is like the... You get to pick where the fight takes place. Mm. Um, as to where, like, striking, if you get taken down, you know, you're... Probably yeah. wouldn't have like the best. Um, like your chances of winning if you're a striker on the ground are a lot less. Same thing if you're trying to get somebody to the ground, right? But you can't. Then you gotta stand with them. Yeah. But wrestlers just dictate where the fight goes. So I would say wrestling. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. There you go. Wrestling. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, because you do dictate uh, yeah. up or down or. Wow. That's what. That's why. What made GSP so good, even though he wasn't like. Um, I don't think they have like wrestling programs in Canada. No. I'm sure there's like an Olympic thing, but like I don't yeah. know if it's in high school or if they have like college wrestling. Yeah. He but, said um, he had no experience. Yeah, but he the reason he did so well is because he would just take you where you at sometimes it would be boring, but he would just take you where you are not good at fighting. Mm. Seems like Khabib, right? He would just dictate the pace well, where it goes. Khabib was different because he would just take you down and beat you no matter what style yeah, you had. Yeah. Smish. Oh, you're a wrestler too? Yeah. I'll smish you. Send location. Yeah, send location. That's right. Send me location. Oh, man. Yeah, those guys are crazy. Beating up. I mean, taking down wrestlers. Yeah. I, I remember all like uh, uh, Koscheck, GSP, uh, GSP, Fitch. Yeah, yeah. All these collegiate high-level wrestlers. The the lay and pray. That's yeah. what they called it. Yeah. But you just be taking somebody down. It's like, why wouldn't I just stay on top of this guy for 15 minutes and win? Right. Like low, um, 
Low risk, high reward. Yeah, low risk to lose. Like, uh, this, do you know who Aaron Pico is? Yeah. He's a budding featherweight. Maybe bantamweight. Uh-huh. I know he's gone as high as, like, lightweight. Maybe welterweight. He's in Bellator, right? Yeah, he's in Bellator. Yeah, but, yeah. dude, this kid is, like, one of the best um, collegiate wrestlers wow. of all time. And he was a Golden Gloves. Or not, not, maybe Golden Gloves. But I know he would box under Freddie Roach for a long, long time. Like, And Freddie Roach was like, this kid, this kid has everything it takes to be a champion. Um high wrestling pedigree crazy striking crazy cardio but um what he would do in his first i want to say like four to six fights is he would just go out there swing for the fences and he would knock guys dude you got to see these knockouts it's like clean knockouts Mm. to sleep don't even need follow-up shots wow i think he was 4-0 then he fought somebody that just had way more experience and um he got like he's been knocked out like maybe three times now out cold because he plays that game oh. where it's like, I, I have what it takes to knock you out, even yeah. though they do. But he kind of like throw, he was throwing all like, um, uh, he was just risking it all to get searching for that knockout. Because yeah. he, had, dude, when you have knockout power like that, you just look for that switch every time. Right. But then if that other guy's got knockout power, oh. yeah, then, yeah. I mean, you're taking that gamble every exchange. And then yeah. um, after his last fight, and that's the last fight. A few fights ago, I'm gonna say in like 2018, dude. He they they both were flash knockouting, flash knocking <laughs> each goodness. other out, back and forth. And then um, Aaron swung, missed, and the guy clipped him. Aaron went to sleep again. Oh, I mean, he's. I think he was um, four and two at one point. Like the great one of the greatest prospects of all time is now like Talent, four and yeah. two. Yeah, but he went to Greg Jackson's. Greg Jackson's in his last like three fights. I think he um. He's just been using a lot more wrestling, a lot, uh, a lot more wrestling, and um, he's now he's fighting smart. So hopefully, wow. he um, picks up another like heavy win streak and goes on a tear. But yeah, wow. I like watching that kid fight. See, but that's incredible. I mean, you think about that, like from just you know trying to knock the guy out. Yeah. To, to make that, change. I think he's only like twenty four too. Oh. Yeah, young. Wow. Young kid. People listening, like, what do you think? Like, people want to know, like, what, what do you, what is the psychology they going into a fight? It kind of depends on the person, but for the most part, you're just, it's like you don't know what to do with your nerves because the like anxiety of anticipating what's gonna happen, what's gonna happen, mm. what's gonna happen, what's gonna happen. It's almost like, like you're so scared of like a roller coaster, mm. but then you get on the roller coaster and it's over, and you're like, oh, that wasn't that bad. Right. So to help ease the nerves, what do you see people doing? Mm, you mean before the fight? Yeah, right before. Like I've seen up. some people try to like sleep and take naps. Really? I've seen some people just sit with their like knee bumping in the corner. Oh wow! Like just shaking and nerve. It's just nervous energy. Yeah. It's like. Um, what do you like to do? Be nervous and shake. Be nervous <laughs> and shake. I think I was in it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I. I don't know. I mean, that goes away as soon as you start. I was just talking with a buddy of mine. I was yeah. like, I can't even, if, if there was no like video recordings of my fights, like on YouTube or like on other people's phones, I don't even think, I don't think I'd remember what happened mm. during the fight. So I didn't even know what the heck I was doing before. <laughs> but I can't remember the fight itself. Wow. Like, um, I remember some instances, but not like, I don't have a clear, like, oh, in round two, I decided to, you know, it's, you just kind of, like, 
black out huh for a little you lose a lot of like your um you lose a lot of like, you practice so much maybe uh, some of the special ones they'll like have clarity in there maybe like two of my fights i had that where you just kind of like hit the zone and you're like okay i know what i'm doing here yeah but then sometimes especially if you have an aggressive guy or like you know, you know when you see people come out and they're like touch gloves and they start like feeling yeah sometimes you get a guy that just comes out like guns blazing and just starts swinging then you're like i didn't plan for this you know yeah. then you just kind of like unless you're really good or you're used to the situations or real confident in your skills you'll be able to like negate that and like stay like present but mm. i don't know a lot of my fights especially my first ones were just like eyes roll back blackout what happened i won <laughs> yes wow yeah but, you know that makes exact sense why people always say experience matters so much yeah for sure just being comfortable like that's why it's important to put yourself in like all these uncomfortable situations when you're like sparring or like you're tired you're doing like um shark tank or like bullring or mm. just people fresh guys coming in where you're like tired and you've been in the like you know you've just been there before mm. yeah but it's kind of cool though because since i watch so many fights i in certain situations i'll be like oh i've seen this guy do this like i have a catalog of like situations in my head that i've seen and mm -hmm. even though maybe i didn't do it i can kind of like pick that and like emulate it a little hmm. yeah you know going into that like what what why do you think people fight i mean i just like asking this i don't know dude i i don't know why even i like fighting so much yeah you feel like it's just a human yeah, nature thing of this confrontation combat yeah i think it's just ingrained from like i what was i just i just saw a video talking about um like how recent society mm. has like civilized from like thousands if not millions of years right of, you know savagery yeah like warriors vikings yeah, samurai all, all the, that since the industrial area and post-industrial area uh, yeah. era now we're we just gotta all be civilized yeah you know from like that's a good point like our brains oh. are wired to respond in a certain way like gladiator like from romans time right. around just gladiator like um isn't the the coliseums were built to like quell you know the violence craved by like masses so the society yeah. yeah so the society would come together and like just be at peace to watch these people fight because there was no war going on yeah so they made them fight you know lions and tigers each other mm. gladiators and like um yeah they, so people would gather to see this you know like blood sport kind yeah. of thing and then like even today it's not as it's not like sometimes people will post like oh yeah i'm going to war tonight you know and they're fighting mma i mean mm -hmm. i guess you're kind of going to war but are there swords you know like right. are you going to war war or are you just gonna go yeah. fight some guy in your undies yeah <laughs> <laughs> i mean it's <laughs> it's pretty nerve-wracking and it's yeah. hard but it's not war like nobody's dying like there's mm -hmm. brain damage and cte and like connor broke his dang ankle yeah you know like yeah. there's risks involved but you should be okay the odds are you're you're okay Wow. That's a good point. Up until just 100, 150 years ago, I mm -hmm. mean, it's just 
there all were violence. warriors all over. Samurai was still around. Yep. I mean, 150 years is not a long time in history. Not at all. That's like a little bit. That's like, like a, a little generation dot. and a half. Yeah. Yeah. It's like our little past our grandparents, like one generation before yep. that. That's why you're. Actual warriors. You know what's crazy? It's like every fighter that's been on the podcast is very nice, very humble. You know, like, nah, it's nothing. You know, it's no big deal. And they almost downplay it, right? Mm. It's like, nah, it's just, just, you know, fighting. It's just sparring, but just for real now. Yeah. And it's so crazy. It's almost like, I guess any profession, like, you'll hear people talking about, let's just say, like, the firefighters, the police officers. They're like, man, you know, that's incredible. Nah, I'm just doing my job. You know, it's just so, it's mm. so great to see so many I people. I think about it. Yeah. I didn't think about it, but yeah, now mm-hmm. that you mention it, most people that train or like do something crazy don't really yeah. think of it as crazy. Yeah. Like I think um, like base jumping is crazy, you know, but a base jumper probably wouldn't think it's that crazy. Mm. They probably, yeah, it's normal, just jumping. Yeah, just jumping 30,000 feet off yeah. of a plane. You know? Like those guys, they probably do it every day. That's crazy. Lots of times a day. Yeah. yeah. Even surfers. Like surfers oh. on these like huge, uh, like a Jaws or Yo. like riding, riding big waves. Those guys are crazy. <laughs> That's crazy. You know, I've been at Big Beach on a big day with no board and yeah. just like, I don't think I'll ever get in. <laughs> like, That's exactly. I trained this kid and he's like, because um, it's just classic local kid. Because I'm born and raised on Maui mm-hmm. too, but I never really did the like surfing mm-hmm. or like hunting so he's like what you um you surf and i was like no not really i have some surfboards he's yeah. like oh so you fished then i was like i mean i fished before he's like oh so you hunt and i was like oh, i've never really been hunting i would like to go though you know and he's yeah, like yeah. so what do you do yeah, <laughs> exactly what do you think i pretty much just train like yeah. I train and then, uh, well, that's what I do for a living. So, yeah. and I do it for fun. So, I don't know. Yeah. Train, <laughs> train. train and teach. Yeah, that was about yeah. it. I was like, dang, what do I do? He got me all like insecure. I'm like, what the? Yeah. <laughs> what do you do? Do you fish? Yeah. yeah. That's so funny. Yeah, I got to get some hobbies. Damn. Oh, my goodness. That's so crazy. By the way, what do you like to do for fun? Train. Train. <laughs> <laughs> Dang, dude. There you so, go. Yeah, Watch uh, fights. Mow my Watch. lawn. That's a, that's a pass. Out of my there you go. Yeah. yeah get the nice yard looking yard, nice. man. Yep. Landscaping. That's yeah, some yep. good stuff. Work on my house. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. There you go. No, it's crazy. Just the, the mentality, man. Just everybody. You know, that's why I think it's so great that people are just so respectful. I think maybe like leading up to a fight, nerves and feelings and emotions probably change, but like just usual people, they're so chill. Yeah. Uh, like someone like Ensign, he's so chill. He's like, yeah, you know, I was scared in my first street fight and then my first fight, you know, I was like, wow. And to see that uh, like realness, I think, like, dang. It's like, uh, oh, I think I tried to quote the Bruce Lee thing last time. I, but um, which one? which one? It's like if I tell you I'm good, or dang it, I think we paused the podcast. Oh, for there this you last go. Day, yeah. It's uh, something like uh, if I tell you I'm good, you think I'm boasting. No, if I if I yeah, if I if, if I tell you I'm good, you'll think I'm boasting. If I tell you I'm no good, you'll know I'm lying. Yeah, 
Yeah. That's what. <laughs> so if you get a guy that's like, oh yeah, dude, when I, I mean, when it's go time, I just see red and I, <laughs> I black out and, you know, you know, it just happens. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, but did you, you know, did you train at all? Yeah. Or, yeah. Usually those, yeah. It's the guys that know they know how to fight that probably don't know how to fight. Yeah. But they know they know. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. That's so crazy. That's with any profession, I feel like. Like, you feel like uh, the great, I guess, any industry. Like, you see, like, uh, let's just go with, like, firefighters or mm-hmm. police officers. The, the great ones, they're like, oh, yeah, you know, I'm just, you know, I just love helping people, love what I do, saving people, whatever it is. Where it's like, yeah, I've been in, I've been, I've been in the, I've been in here for two years. Man. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. Tough guy. I'm the best. Yeah, I've been, I've been. Like, have you ever heard Michael Jordan say, "I'm the greatest of all time"? Yes, Michael Jordan. Have you ever heard him say it though? No, because no. people just say it for him. Yeah, Muhammad Ali would say oh, yeah, that he would though. Say, okay, he would well, say, "I'm the greatest." Yeah. He's the old guy was crazy though. That's positive. That was some positive affirmation though. That is some serious yeah. positive affirmation. That yeah, maybe I like. Mm. Well, he was saying it. Mm, yeah, no, that puts a hole in that. Yep. Because he was saying that leading up to the Sonny list, uh, before he was champ. Yeah. He's like, the champion should be handsome and then this and this. I am the greatest. You know? yeah, 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 yeah. I am the greatest. It's so crazy. And especially in that era. Mm-hmm. Oh, dude, I just watched. Yeah. Um, sorry. Yeah. I just watched Four Kings okay. on Hulu. Yeah. How it's was it? It's a boxing documentary. It was between, um, dang it, I watched it like two weeks ago. It was Sugar Ray Leonard, Marvin Hagler, Roberto Duran, and dang it, I always get this guy. One of the greatest boxers of all time from Chicago, Detroit. Mm. Damn it. Wait, Sugar Ray. Sugar Ray Leonard. By the way, that guy is a legend, too. Dude, so, I have to think of this guy. No, yeah, Sugar Ray Leonard. What, it was crazy because they put you in, like, that time mm-hmm. where what was going on. Um, there was – I didn't know, like, between Sugar Ray Leonard and Marvin Hagler. Marvin Hagler was, like um, – and I could get beginning. I just watched a documentary, like, two weeks ago. But Marvin Hagler was not your typical, um, like – voice at the time mm. so like he was almost like the he had like a darker feel to him so like he never, he never got sponsors like nobody wanted to sponsor him oh, yeah. and he wouldn't get like big fights because mm. people just didn't like his personality but like sugar ray leonard was like the golden child kind of guy and he um he got all the sponsors like he was on it was wheaties but he was on like coca-cola commercials mm. and like drinking you know t- t- drink coca-cola mm. and and you'll be like me yeah or like eating cereal like i eat this cereal and i play back i play um <laughs> basketball basketball <laughs> i i box like better or something yeah and it was like he just got all the money so he was like a millionaire and marvin Hagler just got like the shorter than the stick and eventually grinded it out until he got recognized to be like one of the greater fighters of all time huh. but yeah um at the time the thing the reason it's called four kings is because all four of them fought each other mm. in their time your dang time. it dude this this fourth days. guy's name is killing me wow <sighs> i'm sorry justin i gotta look it up yeah 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 look it up man look it up it's my add wow. kicking in wow. 
But Jamie, pull that up. Jamie, pull that up. <laughs> Joe Rogan, huh? Be like, be, be, eventually, Dodie, can you pull that up on the screen right here? Uh, hey, that's gonna be the new. That's gonna be the, the thing. Then we gotta get a screen. Dude, we already have a screen in the back over here, Dodie. Like, like yeah. Oh, Tommy Hearns. Damn it, Tommy Hearns. I knew, I knew it. I think that's gonna be the eventual. Have a TV screen here. Yep. Dodie, pull that up. Dude, and Dodie's gonna sick. be synonymous with this podcast. That would be. Sick. Where's Dodie? Where's Dodie? Yeah, Is Dodie yeah. still there? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but what I noticed from watching that documentary was the money fights that they played into um, later on. Like Sugar Ray Leonard retired, and then um, years later, after like the boxing game, kind of like all this stuff happened, mm. came back mm. and he fought. Um, he fought a couple more times. He fought. Um, Tommy Hearns again, like mm. twice. And Tommy Hearns was done. Leonard was done, but like people still paid to see mm-hmm. like two old retired boxers, like just make money pretty much. Dang. And to- I think Tommy Hearns actually had like a lot of brain damage. Oh, brain damage. Yeah. yeah. Marvin Hangler freaking died. Wow. I think Sugar Ray Leonard just did a podcast with Mike Tyson. Mm. And Roberto Duran is probably out partying somewhere. Mm-hmm. Dude, that guy was so funny in this documentary. It's like these, the three guys, the three other guys. And then, um, like Roberto Duran's kind of in his own category because this is all in America, and then Roberto's from Panama. Mm-hmm. But he's just talking about like, oh no, yeah, before this fight, like, so Sugar Ray Leonard's talking about his sponsorship deals and his family and like, his um. It's all like American kind of stuff, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then Roberto Duran's like, no, yeah, I went to um went to this bar, I hooked up with some strippers, we did some cocaine, I uh like he's just yeah, going off like things. dude, he's just yeah. crazy. He has this crazy lifestyle, and he's wow. like, "Yeah, that's why. You know, if I was if I wasn't with these two girls the night before, I probably would have beat Sugar Ray Leonard. But, you know, it happens, and wow. I was tired. I didn't have the stamina. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, it's so funny. Oh. But yeah, that's a pretty good documentary. If you want to check out a boxing, wow, boxing doc. You know, that's an old adage too, right? They'll say like, um, no, no, uh, no sex before fights yeah, yeah. and stuff like that. I'm pretty sure that is just an old school thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. Interesting. I want to say Tyson did it, but apparently the mm, I, like the more you do it, the higher testosterone you have. Mm. It's like a it's muscle. Yeah. Uh, what am I trying to say? Your body just produces more testosterone mm. if you do engage in the uh, activity. In the activity. Yeah. <laughs> you go, man. <laughs> trying to keep it clean. Yeah. Body sickness with fitness. Body sickness with fitness. There you go, Vince. <laughs> Dude, when are we gonna go Japan, bro? Dude, I don't know, but I, I actually want to go so bad. Yeah, um, Dude, we should go time it when there's a, a big Ryzen fight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because what I heard from Ensign, he's training somebody who's a heavyweight. I think he's like four pro fights in. Um, shoot, I forgot his name. Sudario is his first name. Mm. Sudario or last name. Um, but yeah, he was a sumo wrestler turn into MMA oh, fighter. Dang, that'd only, be a first. He's like a young twenty something. Sheesh. Um fighting in Ryzen already. And uh I asked him, you know, what's it like, Ryzen, Pride. And then there was like Dream and Sengoku and stuff like that. But he mm. said uh, basically I know those two uh weren't run by the same guy. Which one? Ryzen R- uh, yeah. one? I'm sorry, uh Sengoku and then Dream. What's there, it, there were like these small organizations after Pride. Mm-hmm. But Pride, he was saying that Ryzen and Pride, it's almost like a Pride. 
current pride. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so in Japan, it's promoted as rising up from you know the ashes of pride. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so he said like the entertainment's the similar, the the venue, the entertainment aspect of it. And he's like, yeah, it's you know it's got the same music with the confetti. Yeah, just blowing up, going nuts. So he said, yeah, it's fun to watch. I forget if it was Ryzen or one, but they always give like a medal to both of them. Oh, I was like, I mean, just give the medal to the one guy. Yeah, I think the guy not winning. Would I feel know, like, like uh, why did he? It's like a participation trophy. I think it's uh, probably one. Because mm. I, I don't when I watch Ryzen, I don't see the guys. Yeah, they get a trophy actually. Mm-hmm. The winners get that big trophy, yeah, you know, yeah. like in Pride. Yeah. It's a very tangible pride. How you ship that overseas? Like, yeah, exactly. Like, All right, let's ship this home. Like Overeem's hammer. Yeah, 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 yeah. Why don't you carry the hammer anymore? Because I gotta take it through luggage in the yeah, airport. Yeah, TSA. Oh man. Whole deal. Yeah. So we gotta plan that once uh, Japan borders open up. Yeah, that'd be sick. Yeah, Saitama Super Arena. Mm-hmm, oh. mm-hmm. Yeah. Right, just seeing the arena. I was just talking to somebody about Thailand, and they were Thailand. saying like, oh, um, like just riding around. They're always trying to get you to like. Oh, come watch some fights. Come watch some fights. Mm. Come watch some Thai fights. Like, bet money. They're trying to get you to just watch the fights and bet money as a tourist, I guess. Yeah. But, dude, I think I think Muay Thai just got um, put in the Olympics. Wow. I want to say. There's, like, rumblings of it. Don't quote me yet. But I think 2020, maybe it was 2024, so they're going to do three oh. years. Oh. Um, they'll have Muay Thai in the Olympics. Yeah. That's crazy. crazy. Yeah. And it's called Muay Thai. That's yeah. amazing. Like, that's why I'm wondering, like, I mean, there's been that whole push from a decade ago or so about trying to put jujitsu into. Yeah, Olympics. I don't know why jujitsu isn't in it yet. Yeah. Well, uh, what was uh, jujitsu? Yeah. Did they take wrestling out one year? They, they did. Yeah. They took out wrestling, and people were like, "Wait a minute, that's the original Olympic yeah, sport." Yeah. And then like they put the it back. Fir- yeah. But you're gonna leave curdling in there. Yeah, you know, yeah. With, like the little yeah. thing, dude. Sometimes, could you imagine talking to somebody that's a professional curler? Like, oh yeah, no, I'm Olympian. Yeah. What do you do? Yeah. I'm a curler. That's just so weird. I mean, I mean, no, I mean, that, not not to be disrespectful, but like. No, no, just... be disrespectful. Curling? What? <laughs> <laughs> curling? Oh, uh, especially if they're very prideful or boastful about it. Like, yeah, I'm a, I'm a gold medalist curler. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. What is that? Yeah. I also work at like uh, Office Max, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That'd be crazy. Because I imagine... Because the eyeballs probably aren't there. They probably don't get compensated and yeah, sponsors yeah, yeah. and all that. It's just such a interesting world. Like, it, it's almost like you got to get the attention, the, the eyeballs. Yeah. That's Which makes I think, sense. I think NFL works out so well because uh-huh. just the way it's, um, uh, like, digested. Or they put it out as, like, there's. I think it's, like, between 3 to 10 seconds of, like, Action break, action break, yeah. action break, short, action boom, break. short, boom. It's like three to four hours is yeah. game, but you don't have to watch the whole thing. It's yeah. separated by like a halftime. Mm-hmm. Like you can just mm-hmm. like slowly watch it unfold. Yeah. You know, and like, I'm just hating on soccer, but like at the end of the game, they're like one and oh. Yeah. And everyone's just like, ah, it's crazy. Like, you just That's won another goal. sport. You watch that whole thing. Yeah, it's another sport. Yeah. Yeah. Or like uh, baseball has a nine innings. like, takes so long you yeah. know have you ever gone to a baseball game uh not professional one yeah well just yeah. regular one yeah 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 how yeah. long is it's it it's pretty so long. long yeah it's ridiculous yeah but um as far as fighting goes like i'll notice when i will go to like or if i have a party in my house 
the people that don't really watch fighting, because I watch every single fight round to round. I watch the corners. I watch the pre-post right. fight interview. Right. But people just kind of tune out until, is the main on yet? Oh, uh, yeah, Is the yeah, main yeah, event yeah, on yeah, yet? Yeah. I'm like, all these guys are fighting for their life. This guy could be a main event fighter. Yeah. You know? Uh, but that's not Conor McGregor, right? Mm. It's not. They give it a three hours. Three hours. I'm like, yeah, but you get to watch all these fights leading yeah. up to it. I don't know. That's interesting. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's how it was with uh, boxing, too. Mm. When is Mayweather fighting? When yeah, is Pac-Man yeah, yeah. fighting? Yeah. Yeah. Boxing even more so. Like, the, the discrepancy. So, like, MMA fighters don't get paid very well. Mm-hmm. Boxers do if you're really good. Right. You know? But before you get really good, it's like zero or a hundred right i i even heard uh gsp george st pierre talking his first pro fight he only got like a thousand or so bucks i think he said he made more in his last couple of fights than he did with throughout his entire career before that which is nuts this is nuts yeah uh that guy's a smart guy though bro he's very smart i mean i mean you don't he's the thing i like about him is he's still training like he's still shredded yeah he's not fat he's just I like a dedicated martial artist. Yeah, and that's what he would always say. He said, I don't see myself as fight, you know, as a fighter. He yeah. sees himself as a... I am a martial artist. Yeah. You have no idea, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's, a, that's his trash talk. You have no idea, and I his, am not impressed his, yeah, his, by your performance. I perform- am not impressed by your performance. Yeah, 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 yeah. To Matt Hughes. Oh, dang. Dude, that's like the most that he could classic. muster up. Like, you got to... Tell him something like WWE, cut yeah. a promo. Yeah. Yeah. I am not uh, per- impressed by your performance. <laughs> That was the second Man, fight yeah, leading like, up. What? Was that his le- second fight leading up? I can't remember. Yeah, somewhere around there. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it was his second fight. It was because uh, GSP had a winning streak. Mm. Oh, that's after the time Matt Hughes he was beat Sarah. Matt Sarah, yeah. And then GSP also beat, I mean, not Matt Sarah, Matt uh, Trigg. Uh, Frank Trigg. Frank Trigg, Frank Trigg. And then GSP also beat Frank Trigg. And then oh, they yeah, both yeah. threw and they could choke him. Yeah. And that's why they were like, all right. You have a second shot. Mm-hmm. And that's probably why I'm not impressed. That's why I said that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so crazy how that's still memorable. Too funny. Because that guy would never talk trash. Yeah. You notice that? Like him and Khabib never said anything bad. Even him and Michael Bisping. Yeah. I think uh, George said like, look at this guy. He's uh, he's drunk over here. And yeah. Then, but the fight was like months and months and months before like the training camp would even start. Yeah. Yeah. Michael Bisping is one of the OGs. Oh yeah, trash talkers. Yeah, he's fought in like two generations, basically. Yeah, yeah. From Dude, like, that is ins- he. I think he had like that? fifteen fights before he had a title shot. Crazy, something crazy like that. Yeah, and uh, same with the current lightweight champ, right? UFC. Oh, Oliveira. Yeah, yeah. yeah that guy. That's just, another one. Just like that's why it's so cool watching Charles Oliveira versus Dustin Poirier. Yeah. Two guys that fell off had to pick themselves up, dust themselves off, and like get back in there and make something happen. Yeah, I think that's really impressive to not have quit. Yeah. Because I think a lot of people would have quit. Yeah. After they hit their first slam, they're like, ah, you know, I'm 20, 27 or 28. I'm on a losing streak. Yeah. I think even Dustin got knocked out by Connor, came back, won like three or something, and then he got knocked out cold by Michael Johnson. Oh, And then man. came back and then fought um, Max with the belt, fought yeah. Khabib, fought Connor twice, or fought Dan Hogan and Connor twice. Yeah. yeah. Incredible. Was he always with top team? Yep. He was. I think so. Wow. He's out of Louisiana. No, I think his first couple of fights, like when he was in the WEC, he was yeah, training out of Louisiana, probably. but then yeah. he went over to ATT. Wow. That's legit. Yeah, Mike Brown's one of the more underrated coaches. I think he does um, Joanna and Jacek, too. Mm. Mike Brown has a lot of... Um, he's a former WEC lightweight champ. Oh, that's right. Champ. Yeah. 
He just but, looks so different with his full head of hair and beard. Yeah. 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 That's true. But he's killing it as a coach. Because he also trains uh, Japanese superstar um, oh. Kyoji Horiguchi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. He's still considered one of the best 135ers. His, uh, All, one, his last loss years ago was Demetrius Johnson. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, when yeah. DJ was on a tear. Yeah. I want to say DJ's like 30 and 2 now or something. I think Dang. he lost. But he did that knee. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah he got, he got caught the by head. the yeah. down after yeah. Aljamain starting Peter Young. Oh, yeah. You see now, no? So uh, Peter illegally need Aljamain while he has a grounded opponent. Oh. And then Demetrius Johnson was like, that's why I fight in. um. In one. One. Because I like the knees to the ground. And then, and then he, he got, got knocked yeah. out by a knee to the yeah. ground. Oh, I was like, I dang, that. dude. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, right after he said it. And then another one, Eric Anders. Oh. I, he's another guy. But um, he got illegal. He illegally needs somebody. After he said, oh, yeah, Aljamain, there shouldn't be knees to a downward, downward knees to a grounded opponent. Mm. And then Eric Anders needs somebody. It was almost like if you talk shit about that fight, you almost pay for it wow. by, like, something having to do with that. Yeah. That's why, like, you just see most good guys. They just, they just chill. I'm like, oh yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go out there and fight. Even like some, yeah, uh, that's crazy. Some of the fence grabs and like some of the illegal moves you see, like guys are just, they're in a fight. You know, they're trying to like, like I, kicks <laughs> the cup of somebody. You know, but it's not mm-hmm. like I'm doing it on purpose. I'm not like, uh, this next kick, I'm gonna kick this guy in the cup. No, no. It just like happens. You know. Yeah. I've been kicked in the cup. It's like not intentional. I'm just like, oh. Yeah. yeah I get it. <laughs> I've done it. Dang. So, Vince, what do you say, man? Next, before the next time you're on the podcast, <laughs> what do you, let's, let's make a declaration and like, let's make something happen. What do you want to, what do you want to affirm? Oh, the bro? pressure. Let's manifest something. Make, some, make something real. I don't know. De- Destiny's having fights soon. Maybe I'll jump on a card. Before maybe next end. time you're on, yeah. you're in a training camp or right before. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Or after. Yeah, I definitely, because I have all these, like, I, I'm teaching all this, um, like, you, I'm teaching all these, like, techniques and stuff, and then yeah. when I have friends come over, like, maybe we'll spar a little, Yeah, I'm kind of like, dang, still got it, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it'd be nice to test test my, like, what practice that I've been preaching, you know? Yeah, and, and, you know, it's so true, when you teach, you learn more. Yeah, exactly. Bro, like, because how you explain things you can only explain it like that if you really understand it. Yeah, yeah. You know, like a like for instance, like a, like let's just say power clean, like an exercise. Yeah. If the guy really knows it, he can make it so simple. Mm-hmm, if mm-hmm. they don't know it, it's like, well, you want to go on a forty-five degree angle, and that's too much. I've been lifting with a friend of mine recently, yeah. and he's like, I mean, he's not unathletic. He's just like learning mm-hmm. lifts and stuff. But I know how to do the lifts. I'm just I don't know how to teach somebody how to do the lifts. You know, like the mm-hmm. uh, what is it? When you uh, roll your shoulders back. Oh, yes. Shoulders back. Yeah, decompress yeah. your scapula or whatever. Mm-hmm. I'm like, mm-hmm. I don't know. I just yeah, you drop my backs. shoulders when I like do like a row or something. Yeah. And he's like, flat back. Or I, I was going between, um, oh, we're doing deadlifts. And I was like, I mean, you just, you don't bend your knees, but then your back's flat. Right. Like, that's how I was trying to explain to him. Yeah. But it, like, he would bend his knees and his back would be flat then i'm like okay straighten your knees he's straightening his knees and then yeah. he's like his back would arch and yeah. i was like no no but straighten your knees. and we're just going like back and forth back i'm like forth. i don't know how to explain this dude <laughs> oh but that's why i'm not a personal trainer uh lifting weights right right uh, right yeah striking coach but this i mean 
yeah, to start wrapping it up, it's just so crazy that striking coach, because we met at Maui Grappling. Yeah. Uh, probably like 2011. Yeah. Ten years ago, bro. Oh, nice. Happy hey, anniversary. Hey, happy decade. <laughs> yeah, my man. Yeah. And we were just strangling each other, wrestling each other. That was yep. fun, man. Good times. And, and you just kept going and yeah. freaking was, no gi, purple belt, bro. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Self-proclaimed. Because if you were to compete in just pure submission grappling. I mean, I, maybe. You'd probably be at least. Even from then, though, like the game's different now. Oh, yeah, yeah. A lot of leg locks. They got to do. Dem- imagine if they did demotions. Oh you my know? gosh! Like, yeah, you know what? The games evolved. You are a purple. You are a two stripe purple belt. I gotta take a stripe. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Ah, dang it! Yeah, but you know that's really cool because the whole thing about the for people listening the belt thing, it's like it's like the cliche when they're black belt. They just that's when they start learning or something. Yeah, they're yeah, like, yeah. Oh, I'm like, what? Yeah. You start learning the day you get your black belt, or, or you can yeah. find, you start to understand. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I remember um, Homolo would say. You know why the reason why your black belt it starts peeling? That's because you become student again. Oh, you know, like, nice. like you start rolling, right? You're, you're, yeah, yeah, you're, yeah. It gets all tattered. It's all weather, especially because yeah. it's the last belt. Yeah, and it just you have it for a long time. And one of his black belts looks white. Oh, it's like dang. white and gray. And I was like, how long you had this? So this is my original. And then of course you always have like a presentation one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's like, yeah, this is my original one from 19, 1993. Holy smokes. Yeah, so, that is crazy. So his black belt is like a white belt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, oh, this is why I'm student forever. I was like, wow. That really hit home when I was in yeah. college with him. I was like, wow. The second you know it all, you start, you stop learning. Yeah. He's like, oh, I learned. You know, and that th- at that time, there was like, for people listening, there was like the different jujitsu techniques, spider guard and different things happening. Yep, yep. And De La Hivas and different things. Now it's heel hooks and, you know, but uh I just thought that was really cool for a guy with that much experience to be so modest to be like, yeah, you know, I'm student. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, man, Vince. Okay. I like that. Going to be in a card one day. We're going to keep this guy we'll accountable, see, we'll man. See. We're going to see this. We're going to see this. Guys, like, comment, subscribe, and Vince, anything you want to close off with? Well, I got one more question for you. Automatic. Um, okay, so I got a buddy. You got a buddy? He's pretty overweight. Being that you do the sickness with, fitness, sickness with fitness, how would you like approach somebody that's like out of shape, that it seems kind of unmotivated, mm. but you're maybe concerned for their health? You know, how would you get them to like get started? That's a good question. So someone like that, it gosh, it's hard because I I would want to sit down with them to see what their personality. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> super Some passive. people they're super passive. Like, okay. Uh, I know, yeah, maybe we'll um, see you tomorrow or yeah. next week. Next week. And so usually, like, because we've all been there, like that low self-confidence, yeah, yeah, low self-belief. We say we're going to do something. We don't follow through. It makes us feel worse, and it's that downward spiral. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so I'd probably start with something super similar because we've done this with, like, lots of members and clients, mm-hmm. uh, especially, like, three, 400 pounds or 60, 70, 80 years old. Yeah, yeah. We would make it as simple as... Um, can you just put? Uh, can you just make your goal? Just put on your workout shoes. Oh, nice. Right, because then it's like, wait, why would I put on my workout shoes? You just put it on. Can you just put it on? What are we gonna do after? No, don't worry about it. Just put your shoes on and text me. Text me a photo. Oh, I can do that. Um, or something as simple as like, can you put on your workout clothes and just send me a picture? Because then they start seeing it. 
Yeah, yeah. I'm like, oh, I'm already wearing workout clothes. What the heck? And they call that, um, I got this from this book, uh, Atomic Habits. Mm. Start super small. I mean, some people are different. They can just jump right in and yeah, then go. Yeah. But it seems like most people, they got to start uh, low barrier. Mm-hmm. Kind of like with uh, your, how you teach. Yeah. It's not like jump in, spar first day. It's like one thing at a time, just understand. So same with like fitness. It might just be, let's, let's go walking. Uh, so if, I, if that was my friend, is it a friend? Yeah. Yeah. So I would say, hey, bro, you know, let's just go walking for two minutes. They call it the two-minute rule. Let's just go walking for two minutes. I read that book too. Tell yeah. Me happens. yeah. So it's great. So I'd probably start with two minute walking and let's just walk two minutes every day, five days a week. Oh, I can do that because then it's not scary like this. Oh, I got to walk yeah, for yeah, one it's, hour. It's attainable. Yeah. Because before you know it, he, he's going to want to be like, you know what? Since we're already here, let's just walk some more. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and you want them to say that you'll be like, you know what? Let's just walk some more on the block. Make their idea. Yes. Mm. Make their idea. Because they're going to want to just do it. And they're going to be like, you know what? Let's, what's the next thing? And then that'll be an upward spiral. Yeah, yeah. And then just like how you do and how you coach people. Start in, uh, stacking. Straight, start stacking one at a time. Oh, very good. You know, just affirm them. Build their confidence. Um, and just slowly, one step at a time. So it could be two minutes every day for a week or two. And then it becomes... Hey, you know, since he, he might be like, hey, Vince, uh, do you mind if we just walk a little bit further? Yeah, yeah. Because he might start feeling, oh, we're already out here. I got my shoes on, got my clothes on. Mm-hmm. Um, and then that would be the next step. And then the next step would probably be just some sort of either longer walking or making just one change in their eating. Yeah. Yeah. So if they're like a soda drinker, say so like just, I mean, not worrying about the whole nutrition. Just like, hey, uh, so I think that Coca-Cola you drink five times, three times try a this day. LaCroix. Yeah, let's try sparkling water. You know, you still get the fizz. Mm-hmm. Uh, tastes kind of good. But they'll, they'll start feeling it. Yeah. Uh, and just one thing at a time. Yeah, I'll start there. And you do that really good with, uh, like, coaching and boxing. boxing, kickboxing. Yeah. So just like uh, fitness, I think just in general um, – the art of coaching is very similar. Start small, stack the wins. Yeah, yeah. Know when to build them up. Know when to be like, hey. But that's probably way later. Because when I teach, um, like fighting techniques, it almost like the it's sec. Oh, sorry, it's almost secondary. The um, like the fitness aspect. Mm. You know, like when you're throwing so many punches, you're not thinking like, oh, I'm getting tired. I'm getting a workout. You're just focused on. The combo, mm-hmm. I would get it all the time where I like I'll be punching, holding mitts with somebody for like uh, like two minutes, and then towards like the last fifteen seconds, they're like, "Dang, yeah, like I'm getting tired, yeah," because it's just like fun or, yes, you know they're having a good time. Yes, and that's the thing too. If he seems like someone like like that, I try to make it fun. Mm-hmm. So instead of thinking about fitness, kind of like instead of thinking about uh, make the fitness a secondary, say, "Hey, bro, why don't we go walk down to over here?" Yeah, yeah. You know, well, let's go. You want to walk together? Yeah, yeah, let's go walk together. And then that becomes a main process. We're going to walk to sack and save or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then, I mean, that's kind of far, but whatever whatever the distance is. Um, and even like working out, the first time it can be, that's why groups are so good. Yeah. Um, it can pushing. be, yeah. And that way they'll be like, oh, we're having fun. There's music going on. Um, and then they link it with the, it feels good. Yeah. And not work out so much where they're like, I can't get out of bed the next day. You, you, you do that good. And <laughs> it's just like, 
Yeah, it's almost like that uh, one step at a time. Yeah. So where it's not like fitness is the goal, it's just, hey, let's just go walking. That's the goal. And you can talk story mm-hmm. or lifting weights. Distraction. Yeah, like lifting weights. Of course, eventually you want it to be like, hey, focus on, you know. Yeah, but in the beginning, down it's the like, line. yeah, it just, hey, let's just go to the gym. And let's just, even if it's simple as, hey, let's just go to the gym and let's just do five minutes of treadmill. And then we can go target and grab what you want. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That sounds, you know, that sounds reasonable. Are you sure? Just five minutes? Yeah, let's just do five minutes. And after a while, they're gonna think, wait a minute, I should just do more. Yeah, this is ten. Yeah, because you train your brain to go to the destination, and just put on your clothes. Yeah, yeah. Enough time, it's habit. Yeah, that's what I would do. Heck yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Good stuff. Art of coaching. Yep. Yeah. So I guess that's a wrap, guys. Uh, episode fifty-five with mm-hmm. Vince Quicksilva, mm-hmm. the first three-peat. Yep. And soon to be four-peat. Yeah. No. Thank you, guys, for everybody tuning in. And you know, this guy is this guy is a handsome beast. You know, humble, humble, handsome beast. I try. Yeah. H H B. No, but he's really follow him. Uh, what what did I find you again? Uh, it's at Vincent S on Instagram. Yeah. Um, and if you're on the island uh, and you want to, you know, just wh- whatever reason or goal, if you want to learn boxing, kickboxing, self-defense, whatever, just hit them up and... Uh, yes, please. Yeah, just say, oh, I heard about you from the podcast or whatever. And, yep, I got yeah, you. He takes care of everybody good. And he's very patient, very mm-hmm. patient. Um, and so, yeah, with that said, Vince, thank you for coming. Thank you. We'll see you guys in the next episode. All right.